Scott, we are careful about uh, who we partner with on this on this podcast, and with, without question. I have Injinji socks in my drawer from 2004. The old logo. Why don't you uh, clean out your drawer? <laughs> are they still good? Are they wearable? They're wearable. And Scott, you don't throw, you don't, you don't kick an old dog and throw them out in the yard. You, you keep them around. They've, they've worked for you and they're reliable. Why in Gingy, Don? Well, uh, uh, can I tell you my quick in Gingy story? That's 15 yep. seconds. I was running up my first 100k, and I'm coming into the last 10 percent of that run. And a, a gal came up to me. She says, "Well, how you doing?" And I said, "I have a blister between my toes." And she said, "Well, you need in Gingy's." And I go, I, I do. What is an Njinji? <laughs> <laughs> I was already purchased. I had already converted, but I didn't know what I was converting didn't to. didn't even know what she was talking about. I needed them. And in fact, uh, I have not run over 50 miles without a pair of Njinjis on since I've started running. If I'm going any distance, I've got the Njinji because I, I have not had that same blister between the toes. You know, the time and effort it takes to put those socks on is Money well invested. Uh, Dr. Kukazella wears them because he feels proprioceptive mm-hmm. qualities, position awareness, and sure-footedness lends itself with the Njinji. He's a big Njinji wearer. Well, let me tell you, we've we've um, been in uh, talks with Njinji here in the United States, and they're going to offer a killer deal for Trail Runner Nation members. Between now and Christmas, Okay, they're offering a 20% discount for anybody, any nation member that would like to go and buy Injinji socks from their website. So go to Injinji, that's I-N-J-I-N-J-I.com. And when you check out, put in the promo code TRNATION, TRNATION. And if you do that, you'll get 20% off of your entire order. They have lots of different kinds of socks. They have some gear. The hoodie that's on there, Don and I each have one of those, and they rock. It's it's my favorite. In fact, my daughter wears it. I have to I have to go to her <laughs> closet to get it out. We are glad to be partnering with Njinji and glad that they are offering the nation a twenty percent discount. Long runs don't happen by accident, Scott. Put yourself on a set of Njinjis and run, Moss. This podcast brought to you by Tailwind Nutrition. Scott, I'm going to lay it out on the line for you. Lay it out. Are you stream? Are are you mainlining Tailwind now? Well, you know, you know that there are times that I'm a little bit down on calories at work, and I do have a bag that I just dip into and and take a shot. You know, I, and and you're not lying. I came into your office the other day, and you weren't here, and I went into your your actual <laughs> office. Yeah. And there was a jar of Tailwind. No, a bag. A bag of Tailwind. Yeah, Fifty that serving size. That was open. Right. That I can tell that you've just been dipping your finger in there, a wet but, finger. No, no, the scoop, the scoop, Scott. That scoop, I, I scoop a little bit and I just throw it back in the back of the throat, and I take that savory taste, and and I know I probably I, ha- I haven't tried that yet. It don't start. I just as a friend, okay, as the guy on the corner with a with a paper bag in hand that hasn't slept in a while. Don't go there. All right. You know the one thing that I have really really enjoy are those single serving pack single serving packages that they've made. Mm-hmm. Those are so handy and convenient. It's so much easier just to grab a handful of those versus, you know, going to the big packet and putting them in little ziplocs and sure, having for, for the, the trail. possible mm-hmm. uh 
uh, catastrophe of that Ziploc coming open and getting powder everywhere. Yep. You look I, like you'd be marking a trail course or something with that powder. <laughs> in, in a crunch, I imagine you could take some tailwind and help direct trail runners. If some flags were down, <laughs> it could be used as a, as a way to rescue a race. And that's the tailwind tip of the day, is use tailwind to mark the course. Usable calories. There is enough sodium in there and, and electrolytes to keep the balance. They've done the thinking for you, and, yep. and uh, it's put in, shake, and go. And they have never deviated from the Tailwind Challenge. Go to tailwindnutrition.com and take the challenge for crying out loud. And and they haven't deviated from their message, which is let's make running and cycling and kayaking and spelunking and etc. Yeah, it says that on the bag, Scott, Does spelunking. It? And so you can use it for that. Do you know what spelunking is, Don? Cave moving through stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so you didn't think I knew. No, I didn't. <laughs> you think very little of my knowledge base, no. don't you, Scott? No. <laughs> But one thing I do know is Tailwind Nutrition Works. Go out to tailwindnutrition.com. Dr. Romanoff, you're you're probably very uh, experienced at professional interviews. This is not one of them. (laughs) Come on. Don't put yourself down. (laughs) We we are very uh, casual. casual. That's a good word. Ashley, were you expecting a professional podcast? No. I wasn't. Apparently not. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And it was a miserable, miserable day. Scott, you want to kick it off? And then we'll go to, uh, let's just go around the table from my left, which is Ian, Sally, (laughs) and then me. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, the introduction? Yeah. Or like, okay. No, the introduction. We don't know what's going to happen otherwise. I know. (laughs) That's that's the fun part of it. Are we recording? We are. Thank you. For joining another edition of Trail Runner Nation, my name is Scott War. I'm Sally McRae. Ian Torrance. And Don Freeman. Sally went the wrong way. I said left to right, not right to left. <laughs> I told you. I knew I was going to screw that up. You need up to go again. clockwise, counterclockwise. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go out and back for her. <laughs> it's a, tra- a trail terminology. Well done, Scott. I like that. <laughs> so, so here we set the two of us here in a, uh, what we'll call a studio. An air-conditioned room. And, and we're linking mm-hmm. in Sally McRae uh, via Skype. Thanks, Skype. In Southern California. And Ian Torrance in Arizona. Correct, Ian? Flagstaff, yes. Very good. Very good. And Flagstaff probably has the coolest weather of all three of us today, I would bet. Yeah, it's actually, they're forecasting rain. So it looks pretty dreary outside. We could use some of that. Uh, as he uh, turns his camera, yeah, looking <laughs> it's dreary. It's 90 here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, I want some of that fall weather. Yeah. So, Ian, you just, uh, we, we plan to gather around here and have a little grab bag because that's always, you know, I'll tell you, admittedly, that's my my favorite podcast. It's just that surprises me, Don. I don't <laughs> I just, think I've ever heard you say that, <laughs> I, but it is. Because it's my favorite too. I love it because you never know what's going to come up. I don't know what Scott's going to say. I have no idea what you Ian's going to say. You do today. He did show me your cards, and <laughs> and uh, I'm anxious to hear uh, what Ian has to say as well. And, and Sally, so Ian, before we get to business, before we reach deep in the grab grab bag, you just had a race that happened in Flagstaff, Arizona with some peculiar outcomes. Yeah. The good thing is we, we actually did have a race. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stagecoach 100 was, uh, I had to cancel it. So oh. we, didn't do the, we didn't do the 100, um, but we ended up doing a 55K on Sunday instead. 
Now, why why the cancel? Um, I, I can't think somebody didn't remember the starting line or something. <laughs> what's what's the reason? What what happened there? Uh, we had. Well, you know, it's like Murphy's Law. So we had great weather going, coming into the race all the way up to Friday. And then we had great weather from Sunday all the way until today's forecast, which mm-hmm. is just rain. But uh, there was a mean front coming through. Um, they were predicting hail, rain, wind, lightning, and they had tornadoes on the list as well. And wow. uh, this was... Uh, it's, it was pretty intense. The, they were canceling events here in town because of it. Uh, um, and Noah Weather actually called me specifically. They knew that we were putting on an event and warned us about that. Coconino and Kaibab National Forest contacted me as well. Um, they deferred to me to make the decision on whether we'd have the race or not. Um, but, you know, I, talking to my search and rescue folks, talking to my radio crew, um, it was just the best decision to uh, go ahead and, and cancel the race rather than risk life and limb and the resources. So, hey, no, I, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time in Arizona, but the time that I've, I have passed through, weather fronts are different in Arizona than they are, say, in, in the California region that we're from. They can come in and be nasty all of a sudden quick. Like yeah. uh, things change from okay to really bad. Yeah, it was weird. We, um, I, I was still. I wanted to wait to the last minute to make sure I had all the information. And um, that morning, Saturday morning, at around three to four p.m., um, just like Noah forecasted, there would be a kind of a forefront coming through before the big storm. Um, we had some dry lightning cells come through, and they were pretty wicked. Uh, mean and and some and then some really hard rain showers, and I got to the start line. I was the first person there, um, still talking to Noah Weather, um, and they assured me that this was not the storm. That the storm would actually be coming in the afternoon. So when I canceled the race, uh, the sun was actually coming out. The skies were clearing, and uh, it was uh, it was un- <laughs> It wasn't an easy decision. It was hard. There was everyone was standing there, you know, getting ready to run a hundred mile race, and uh, and the sun was shining and uh, the ground was drying from the earlier rains. And and I said we're we're going to cancel the race. And uh, I don't think no one said anything to me to my face. I didn't. I never got any bad emails. But had I had ESP, I think. <laughs> I think my head would have been spinning from all the, oh, the negative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, so what was what was the result of the storm? And and when you say storm, I need a little more detail. We're talking a little yeah. bit of rain. We're talking lightning storms. We're talking high winds. What 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 were they expecting? And what actually happened? Okay, the forecast was uh, for two to four inches of rain. So this wow. this was going to be a hard. Uh, storm. So it would last between three to four hours. Um, they didn't know, they couldn't pinpoint where certain things would happen, but they said that all of Arizona would get its share of this storm. Some places would get less, some places would get more, but they couldn't pinpoint exactly northern Arizona versus southern Arizona. But basically it was two to four inches of rain 
flash flooding, uh, nickel-sized hail, 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts, uh, a drop in temperature at higher elevations, lightning, and uh, a chance for tornadoes. <laughs> that, that pretty much encompasses all weather. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's hard to think, uh, well, it's like three or four hours. I, we could, we, could we handle that? I don't know. So I had to, so after I canceled the race, I had to go up to Tucson, which is up at the Grand Canyon, the, the gateway community there and gather up all the finish line supplies and bring them back, uh, to Flagstaff. And on the way back, well, I got out there and it was dry and nothing had happened. And, uh, but by the time I had left, we, I ended up driving through the storm on the way back to Flagstaff and it was pushing my car off the road. There was hail, tons of lightning, uh, the roads, the dirt roads going off of the paved roads were just like streams. Um, it was, it was pretty brutal. And, and, and the thing about stagecoach is that, you know, all these things you, you have to, um, you have to think about when you're race directing and what's going to happen if, if something goes wrong and, uh, stagecoach is a point to point race. We have relay runners. We had relay teams with two eleven marathoners on them. Wow. And we had back of the pack 30, 30 hour, um, hundred milers. So when this storm hit in the afternoon, had we had the event, I would have had runners spread out probably over 30 or 40 miles of the course. Mm. Um, all of the access roads into, um, the second half, second three quarters of the race are all dirt roads of varying degrees of disrepair. Um, a lot of those collect water and I don't know if you've ever run on, uh, Northern Arizona soils when they get really wet, but it basically it's it's five pounds of mud on each shoe. And if you're trying to drive somewhere, it's like slicker than snot and you're all over the place. And <laughs> it's really easy to miss a turn and go off off a bank or uh, mm. off, off the road. So um, and then, you know, volunteers would have been out at these aid stations had they been able to get in. And I think the winds would have torn the tents and the canopies and aid station tables and chairs and everything everywhere, every which way. It would have been a mess. And, and for a race director, I've got to imagine that uh, you, you put a lot of thought into that. You know you know what it takes to prepare to do a 100-mile. You've been in those shoes plenty of times yourself, Ian, yeah. so you, you know the level of interest people have in, in this event, and they've traveled. But at the same time, I, I've got to think, that, and most of your work to, to put together a race happens prior to a race, not during the execution. When it rolls out, that's like the celebration and victory lap. But for yeah. a race director, you have put in months and months of prep from meetings and permits to volunteers to purchasing stuff and all of the things. So you're, you had you know, 95% of your work already in when you made the call. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, we just got back yesterday from uh, uh, sweeping the last 45 miles of the court. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we didn't have the race, so it was, I had to go and clean all that up because I didn't have, we didn't go up there, I didn't have sweeps running behind runners, it, it, it was just the neglected part of the course, and so yeah, we just got back from doing that last so, night. So you did a 55K the next day at, yeah. to, like, replace it? What, yeah. What, how did you, how did you quickly do that? What, I mean, what was that like, scrambling 
to put yeah, that course so, together and what were people like? I mean, was everyone there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, Saturday morning before I canceled the race, I pulled the Arizona trail executive director aside and the U S forest service representative who was there. And I asked these guys, this is what I want to do. I, we can't have the race today. Um, I don't want the weather is, it's gonna not be good. So, um, and I asked them if we could just hold a 55K tomorrow morning. The weather, the weather was supposed to be cleared by then. Um, and um, I still needed some verbal affirmation from the Forest Service that this would be okay. Um, we, I just, what we did was we ran from the start line to the 34 mile point of the race. So we just, we still ran a point to point over the same course using the same oh, okay. aid stations, but just stop 30 at 34 miles because, um, people have travel plans. Uh, also volunteers had already allocated their time. So mm. it was basically the only thing I could do. I couldn't hold the whole hundred miler on Sunday and Monday. I mean, I just wouldn't have had any help and, sure. right. um, it would have been outside our permit, uh, time frame, and people would have had to go home. So, right. You know, the, re the reason why we were even talking about this is, you know, there's a lot of you uh, out there that are listening to this podcast that may uh, have already been in a situation like this or will be eventually in a situation where a race may be canceled on you. And we want to make it clear that, that this is a decision that a race director does not make lightly. I mean, they want to they wanna put on this race, and like Don said, they put in... 95% of the work, um, the reason why they call the race is for your safety. So be careful with the comments and even thoughts that you're projecting towards Ian via his ESP. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, he, he wanted to see you guys run. I mean, that's a race director's thrill is to see people out there running. So um, it's not taken lightly. Yeah, I've got to think that the ultra running community probably respected your your position, Ian. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. I, I think I think so, and I, I think anyone who knows me knows that I'm not out to cheat anyone. I mean, it's it's hard because there were people here who had trained for a hundred miler. They were ready to go. They had paid an entry fee, a significant amount of money to come here. They've traveled here. I mean, I you know I know this because I've done this uh -huh. and. Um, you know, what, what we end ultimately ended up doing is, uh, if you want to run the 55 K, please do. If you want to defer to next year, I'll let you in next year for free. So wow. Wow. and good offer. Awesome. Yeah. So we just have a long list of about 40 or 45 <laughs> names of people that are going to come back next year and they're not going to pay an entry fee and that's fine with me. Uh, there's nothing I could do. Um, you know, I couldn't refund the money because the money's been spent on permits, on insurance, sure. supplies. It, it's all been donated to other organizations that are helping with the event. So, I mean, there was just no way to refund the money, but we can certainly have them back next year for free, and that's what we're going to do. So, um, so, the, so the, the gels that you have at the aid stations next year are going to be just a little thick. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, oh, Scott. I, you know, I put on some other events, so that stuff will be used. Okay. I'm joking. I, I know you wouldn't do that. Monsters will come through again with uh, 
with the products uh, the, for next year. The saltines are going to be a little bit stale. <laughs> hey, if, if you're looking for a race, uh, take a look at Ian's races then. Uh, that's that's a fantastic story. I love somebody that stands behind behind their events. And so good stuff, Ian. Um, I, I, sh- I should uh, um, get out there and run one myself. Right, Scott? Yeah. yeah. Let's get out there. <laughs> Sally, I'll try this. Get back out there, guys. I'll Come travel on. to Arizona. I know we're the guilty ones. Of, we got to get on the uh, race calendar and schedule. So, grab bag, right? The, the, the assignment of grab bag is everyone. The rules. The rules. The rules are to go out and, and grab a topic and throw it in the large TRN bag. And then we reach in, pull our topic out, and read it to the group. Now, we have no idea what our cohorts are, are going to ask or say, so this is completely organic and raw. Although, yes, well, Scott, I'm going to exchange a text uh, conversation that you and I had. Don reached out to me about an hour ago and said, do you have a topic? And I said, yeah, I have a few topics that I think maybe one or two of them are good. And he goes, I don't have one. And I said, all this week you've been saying you have the best topic. I have a 60-minute topic. And so he said, could I borrow one of yours? So I texted him. Wait, i got to see that. I texted him all of my topics, and he goes, those all suck. (laughs) No, No, you said one of them was good. Brilliant. One of them was good. Is that the one you just posted online? (laughs) status? Yeah, yeah. So, so... So, so then I, he, he he says, "No, I already have." He says, I'll, I'll, "I I have one." And I said, "So I just broke the rules of grab bag by sharing with you all of my my topics, and he's not even going to use any of them." No, I, so so Don broke the rules. All right. Although well, he said I broke the rules. <laughs> so who's going to lead, Scott? Why don't you, why don't you lead? Should I lead? Yeah. Since I made a big deal about what. Yeah, and Sal- Sally's always first. She says and doesn't want to be am. first. And I'm always first. And we don't want to throw Ian out there. He just told us his story. So go ahead, Scott. <laughs> okay. So um, since Sally is always mm-hmm. on social media, she already knows what my question is because I posted it right <laughs> as we were starting this podcast. So Sally, you get to answer first. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So what? Do you believe is the biggest misconception ah. about ultra runners that we are obsessed? <laughs> How is that a mis- <laughs> misconception? <laughs> are, are we not? We're not obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I, I guess maybe it, that kind of goes both ways. Like one, like that's what I hear very often is that people that run ultras are obviously, um, you know, they're addicted to running, they're obsessed with it. And it's, um, and it's met in a way as if like, that's the only thing that's important to them. And I, I disagree. Um, but I understand why that, you know, people would think that, I mean, the, the activity alone is it's ultra, (laughs) it's extreme. Um, you have to spend a lot of time training for it. And, um, and I think just even the community is very strong and tight knit. And so, you know, if, if people aren't trail runners or not, you know, doing these ultra distances, then, um, outsiders might think that, um, you know, it's like a click or a club and we're just a bunch of crazy obsessed runners. And, um, I, I, I would just, I would think that if all of us were to go around and say, I think that we love the sport for so much more than being obsessed with running. Um, I know personally I've taken, I've taken even, you know, full years off from running, um, in the past 
partly to just kind of double check and like make sure like am I can I live and still function and be who I am without running in my life um but also I just you know just for the healthy side and um and I think I genuinely love it but if it was taken away from me I think my I my life would not would not come to a halting stop <laughs> so you, yeah. you, as a mother of two youngsters, you're an ultra running around town anyway. So if you <laughs> quit am. running, you'd be still <laughs> ultra running. <laughs> well, I think that's the key to it. I mean, I, I think with anything, um, there's anything and everything that we can be obsessed with. We can be obsessed with TV and computers and, you know, we can be obsessed with our job, with our spouses. I mean, there's lots of things you can be obsessed with. Um, you know, pumpkins, for example, we'll talk about the obsession of pumpkin season, <laughs> which I love, um, tangent right there. But Is that I, your I crab just bag topic, like, Sally? <laughs> it might be. She just leaked pumpkins. it out. But, uh, pumpkin. but, but, um, but no, I think that if you have other things in your life that you, you really look at your life as a whole, then it's easy to become really balanced and still be a, be an ultra runner. So my kids, like, as hard as it is to be a mom and be a competitive ultra runner, my kids keep me so balanced. Um, I have to, they keep me grounded and keep me focused on things that are important and lasting. And, you know, they're, they're the way I can leave a legacy, you know? So good. Next. Ian, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and if you want to go, then, uh, go, go ahead. Otherwise I'm ready to submit my comment. My, mine is, uh, we're we're still answering Scott's question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, I think I agree with Sally. That would have been the first thing I would have said. I think the second thing uh, <laughs> would have been that people think we're slow and unskilled, uh, yes. and <laughs> and we're just doing this because we can just walk longer than other people, <laughs> uh, you know, and okay. and. You know, surprise, surprise, you know, they come out, people who, who want to test, test the waters come out and they find out that this is a very difficult sport. And there are um, many, many multitudes of ultra runners who have honed a, a trail running skill that um, road runners don't have and they get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yes. is, that, is that Emily in the background? You should have her sit up next to you and, and join in on the conversation. Yeah, she, we just heard her getting a drink of water. It? <laughs> yeah. And right Emily, you, Emily is my new teammate, people. Emily is now with Nike. Hi, oh. Emily. Hey. <laughs> Hi, teammate. Hey, nice, <laughs> nice Nike outfit you have going on over there. That looks good, Emily. She it right now. There's, there's no heat in on the house in the house right now. I, I don't. I have a rule like I will not turn the heat on until December. So. She suffers, and I suffer a little bit as a result, but what could you do? So, so a misconception about ultra runners, and, and I would say this. I think people assume that we're just tough as nails, that we just must be incredibly just strong-willed and Well, yeah, determined. Ian doesn't turn the heat on until December. <laughs> I mean, he's oh. always finding ways to toughen yeah. you, you puss. <laughs> that's, that's 24-7 training over there at his place. <laughs> so I, I think that, that uh, people must just assume that we're just super tough. But you know what? We're not always tough. There are times that we are have to work through the challenges that they expect us to probably be able to endure. So... Ultra runners tough. We're tough sometimes, and after we pass through whatever we have to pass through, whatever that challenge is, yes, when we pass through it, we're tough. But when we're approaching it and we're in the middle of it, 
we're not always tough, but you pass through it. You can take that claim and you can put a notch in whatever you notch and uh, claim some toughness. I've seen a lot of crying ultra runners. We have our <laughs> we have our times, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I've cried many times. <laughs> Scott. So 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 my biggest uh, misconception or or a misconception about ultra runners is first of all they're liars. How's that? <laughs> I think a lot of people think we're liars. No, oh. you didn't run 100 miles. Oh, interesting. So that's my first. I, that was supposed to be a joke. I didn't get any <laughs> Sally laughter out of that one. <laughs> Thank right. you. I, I, I was actually reading a response to somebody else that commented on this question that Don posted. I, or no, I, Scott, you posted. No, I, I don't posted. know how to post on Facebook. <laughs> Don, Don doesn't do Facebook. <laughs> what was it? What was it? And then I'll tell you my, my real one. Okay. Okay. So, Melissa Garrett, thank you so much for hopping on our Facebook page, Melissa. Uh, she said that you must have, you know, her response is that you must have something missing or deficient in your life to want to spend hours running. And then she goes on to say that the only thing missing in my, in my life is more time outside and playing in the woods. Uh, <laughs> good well, comment. And mine is similar to that. I think that a misconception is, is that we're unbalanced. That mm-hmm. all we do is run, is run. <laughs> and then we don't, you know, everything else takes a, a, a back seat to that. And I think there are many runners out there that that's probably true. But I think for the lo- the ones that have been doing this for a long time, um, I think they're be- they're able to find that balance in their life. Hey, can I submit something to the table right on that, Scott? And that is, we're not just running out there. What else are we doing? We're talking. We have got some <laughs> social time. Yeah, solving solving some problems. We're doing business. So in, in some cases, we're doing a little TRN meeting out there. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that get accomplished out there. You're working through some time in your own head while other people might be knocking back a, a shot of Jack Daniels or talking right. to their psychologist or watching or TV, looking for a dog to kick. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing, <laughs> looking for a dog to kick. <laughs> wow, Don, tell us more. <laughs> however, you handle your problems. And, I think and, you're a little and, unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out on the trail. You want to meet my dog? I, He's in good shape. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Scott, I think that was good. Nice. I think it was, it was the misconception topic. It was, that was a good one. All right, who's up next? Shall we Rochambeau? Since we are on a video Skype here, let's Rochambeau. Ian, can <laughs> okay. you see me? Yeah. One, two, three. What? Oh, okay. Scissors. You guys are <laughs> we both, both scissors. We both cut you, Don. So you go. <laughs> All right. So I was paper. You guys were scissors. And good job, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> here's where. Here's here's my topic: running partners. And I want to talk a little bit about and, and a two-parter. Are you looking for a new one, Don? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> After this morning, you probably should be. I just want to, instead of just a, a long comment, I just, I just like to throw this around. What do you look for in a running partner? What's important to you <laughs> in someone that you run with? Sally, you have a big smile on your face. Why don't you, t- <laughs> if you look for someone to run with. Is what? this eHarmony.com? Or is this <laughs> no, I, it could be. If you have the right answers, I imagine somebody might pick you up. <laughs> if, this, if, this, if this was uh, not a family-friendly podcast, I could tell you exactly what Sally looks for in a partner. <laughs> okay. Don, are you going to answer your question first, or are you going to have no, us I, 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 I haven't thought of my answer yet. Oh, you haven't. So that's just <laughs> he, he's working on one thing at a time. He does one thing very well, and then he moves on. All right. So what do I look for with, for the people that I like to run with or running partner? Um, gosh, I – well, you guys know that I, I you know, I love running with the guys on my crew. And um, I think what kind of brought all of us together – because we all – you know, we live in, in different areas, and we all have – completely different lives. Like some of us have kids, some of us are married, some of us aren't. Um, we all work full-time jobs. 
Um, and so I think it is, it is really the, the, the fact that we really love being in the mountains and we enjoy them. And I think that is always, connected us really well. So we like appreciate the time that we have out there and we have great conversation. We have great conversation. Um, and I'd say that, you know, on a, on a more personal level, I really do love one-on-one. So if I can get with, you know, a girlfriend or something, go out on the trails, we always have great conversation. And, um, I like to talk about subjects of sub of substance, you know, it isn't just, you know, who can we gossip about and, you know, how's the weather, but I really like to get to know the person that I'm running with. And I like to talk about things that are real. And, you know, if we're going through hard times in our life or we have, you know, something exciting going on or something really big that we want to share, you know, I, you know, running with women that have kids is, is awesome because running with women that have kids would be mothers running with fellow mothers (laughs) that, um, you know, it's, we can kind of carry each other's burdens in that way. And so, so I really see it as like my social time. That's my, my GNO, the girls night out. Like I don't, I don't really do those, but I do get on the trail with, with women and, um, I just have a great time. So, um, good conversation, real wholesome talk. I love that. And then people that genuinely enjoy being outside that don't, um, see the running, getting on trails as like this laborious training session, but it's, there's enjoyment there. Scott or Ian, who's up? Who wants to go? I'll, def- I'll defer to Ian. He, he raised his hand. You got it, Ian. <laughs> uh, yes, I totally agree with Sally. The, you know, in Flagstaff, we have a lot of fast runners, guys and gals, and I enjoy running with peeps that uh, aren't always interested in hammering you into the trail tread. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so um, being able to go out and have a casual conversation, having an easy run, and, and instead of having it turn out to be a Strava segment. Thank uh, you. Oh, victory. my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 for both of you guys, you, you, you find yourself on podiums and in the top 10 places. And, and so people are sometimes coming out to measure themselves against you and to just to see how fast Ian and Sally are. And so they figure it's going to be a, a contest when, in fact, Ian and Sally sometimes just like to run like the rest of us. I don't ever run fast with people. I think Bill even said this at the L.A. premiere. He was like, you know, it's crazy, like. Sally, like whenever she runs with us, she's just kind of like whatever. And then she goes to these races and, and I just, I just feel like when you have a, when you're running with a group, like people are all over the place. And so that's one of the best ways to get in, like just an easy aerobic run or even your recovery run, but keep your, your specific training where you need to do like tempos and, you know, like, you know, race pace specific, like you should be doing that on your own anyway so that you can really focus and 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 train properly and really get the benefit out of that workout. And those aren't every single time you run. So if I'm going to do a group run like tonight, I'm doing a moon run tonight with like 15 other people. I'm not planning at all to, to be <laughs> trying to set course records on Strava or I will not run. If I keep an 11-minute pace, awesome. I just love being on the trails and being with people. You made Scott and I run hard, Sally, when you came up here. That was hard? <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> Back of my head is singed by that one. Whatever. Ouch. Not at all. We were like power hiking, Don. Come oh. on. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were. We weren't even running the whole time. Where are that we at with fun. this one? 
Well, well, I'm oh, going to yeah. interject because somebody just also commented on our Facebook post about misconceptions. Yeah. And I loved it, so I have to say what it is. We're drawing okay, back to cool. Scott's question. We're Good. all skinny. <laughs> and, and, and granted, three of the four of us are. <laughs> but there's some big, big ladies and some big boys out there running ultras. Yeah. yeah. And possible and can. Yeah. So my answer to yours, qualities that I look for in a running partner. Um, can I? Do I have to just think one? Say no, one? you can. Okay, you okay. Say whatever you want. So the one thing that I like is somebody that, that I can talk to. Mm-hmm. Somebody that has some good stories. You know, we have a, a Don, Don and I had a friend that was an amazing storyteller. I would never talk on the runs when I run with him because he always had a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I like is someone that... that to talk business about, you know, it's, it's a time for me to think through some things I'm going through at work and, and I like to talk business and, and get other people's opinions about things. So. And, and when you said had a friend, it's because he's, he's now passed away, right, not because right. we decided he wasn't a friend anymore. <laughs> he, 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 he wouldn't let us talk. <laughs> he ran out of stories. <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> let us talk. So we got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, was that both your comments? Yeah. And I had a negative one, but then I thought oh, we're going negative get... next. That's my part, too. Ian's on the move. He's moving. Yeah, this is, I have to, this is also are you going, an important going to the restroom. Partner. He's going to the restroom. Are you going on a run, Aww, Ian? His pup. She just, she just did 20 miles with Emily this morning at 720 pace. So oh wow. she's tired. You know what? Uh, you, you just, oh, by through video, miles. answered your question, what's important in a running partner? And a dog has just about every Absolutely. positive yeah. characteristic, right? Yep. Never complains, always shows up, ready to go, looks at you just with enthusiastic just stuff. When we going to go next, Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you, you just brought the house down with that one, Ian, just that, <laughs> that image. And, and, and it goes right along with, with my comment, and it is mojo. Mm-hmm. There are people that you run with that you just feel lighter, easier. There's just some synergy, things getting together that makes you easier to move faster along the trail. Then all of a sudden, you, you kind of look around, you go, we're already here. And it's just better when you find the right people. Um, so I would say mojo. I look for somebody with that. I'm doing my own little checklist to see if I'm I'm a good running partner for Don. And so far, so far I'm o for three. <laughs> Why are you running with me, Don? <laughs> you have a lot of qualities. I guess War. it's that monthly check I give you for being my friend. <laughs> okay. Hey, this kind of, this goes into my question because yeah. it well it, it relates a little bit, Don. Um, I almost thought you were going to steal my question actually because we had talked about it a week ago. It was one of the things that I posted on our Facebook page mm-hmm. that people are still commenting on. Um, free, free balling? No. <laughs> you had to bring that up, didn't that you? I did not post that one. I did not post that one. You and did? Me, no, I posted that on my, on my personal oh. page. Oh. <laughs> not on the Facebook page. Okay, for those of you that are listening, uh, to clarify what Don just said about free balling, it is my, I have a six-year-old son. And he is at this stage in his life where he refuses to wear underwear. And so I had, I had said, if I had a, a penny for every time I had to tell my son, put on your underwear or you need to wear underwear, I'd be, you know, I'd be rich. And anyway, and then I, I asked, why do all you guys like to free ball so much? Um, and then it just turned into like this crazy, hilarious conversation, which was quite enjoyable. But I was encouraged to see all the other moms that are like, 
just deal with it. But also is a little disturbed with like some a- older men that were like, hey, it doesn't change. Like, we still don't wear underwear. It was like 158 comments in, in pretty short order. I don't know how many comments are on there now, but... <laughs> we blocked was, a lot of those users. <laughs> it was good fun. That's right. But what we posted on the Trailer Nation page. The images um, that showed up were just awful that were attached to that. <laughs> Sorry, they, Ian. They were. Um, but but what we had put on the Trailer Nation um, Facebook page, and for those of you that participate in our weekly questions um really it's just we like we love to do it because it just generates community and it's really funny too to see some of the conversations that start and people link up and stuff and we love that but they're really i mean they're real discussions that we've had and things that we've talked about so um make sure you like us on facebook and join in on these questions so what i had asked last week was um if you could go on a long run with anybody and and time doesn't matter you know um you know as far as maybe it's someone back from, you know, in, in history and in our past, um, or, you know, on the other, on the other side of the world, you could choose anyone. And so I posted this question and I, I generally thought that most everyone was going to put down like their hero, like their running hero that, you know, we'd get like 80% of people that want to run with Killian or, um, or Timmy Olsen or Ian Torrance or, you know, (laughs) but what I, but, um, and this this post got re- uh, there's so many comments and again people are still um, commenting on it. So many people were writing about a loved one, and um, one of the, uh, a very common one I saw was um, people would say that they'd want to run with a um, a family member that had passed away. So it was either like a, you know more often like a mom or a dad or something like that. Um, there are a few really sweet ones where people are like, I, I wish that my husband or wife could run and it was because of a physical ailment that they weren't like, or they were like really sick or, um, you know, hip replacement or something like that. But I just thought it was super awesome because it was kind of defining of just our trail community, which we go back to the roots and say is like, it's great that we have these awesome runners, but the sport still truly is like at the root of it, like very, um, very friendly. Like it isn't glamorous. Like it isn't all about like, I want to run with like the fastest person. It's about who it is and what they mean to me and realizing that a long run, just as we have said earlier, is a way that we're able to spend time with people and connect and have these good conversations. And if you're going to go spend three or four hours on the trail, then I want it to be with somebody that means something to me. So if any of you guys want to comment or chime in on that who is it that you would run with if you could run with anybody and why i'll bring up one of the comments that i saw in there before i I give you my answer because i I thought uh i thought the individual and i forget his name said he would want to run with himself (laughs) 10 years back oh ooh, that's deep yeah and and then and then i thought you know, maybe selfish I, bastard. <laughs> no, I would want to run ten years back or ten years forward. If you could run with yourself uh-huh. ten years back or ten years forward, which would you want to run with? Wait, you can't bring up another grab bag topic, no, Don. No, but it's kind of on a tangent, <laughs> like like Sally's pumpkins. So if you go if you go back ten years, you could give yourself advice about maybe some things you want to try to sidestep or avoid. And if you go forward 10 years, you could give some advice to this person on how to get there, where they may be. And I, and I thought that was very 
deep and philosophical and thought-provoking. Who would I want to run with? Me 10 years ago or 10 years from now? And so I, I loved that answer. Now, my answer, not yes. to that question, um, would be uh, easily, without question, I didn't wow. have to think about it, was, is my dad, mm. who passed away some uh, 12 years ago now and wasn't a runner, I wouldn't want. I would want to run with him so I could show him running and how awesome the trail is out there because he he was never exposed to that. And I know if he was exposed, he would have loved it, and he had been a very good runner. And and but I would just love to the commune with him and talk to him and get some perspective on how am I doing? Where should I go? Am I raising my kids right? Is my perspective in life accurate? Because he always had those answers, you know, having 20-plus years uh, experience on me and a very, very smart, smart man. And, boy, could I use that time. And then I would make sure it was a long run. And I would say, <laughs> often, we walk this so we can have a little more time together. And so that, that would be easily my answer. So I toss it to the table. That's a good one. What about you, Ian? That's, that's a good question. Um, you know, my... My dad is not dead, but he is blind now. Mm -hmm. He used to be an ultra runner. He actually oh, helped wow. inspire me to start what I have done um, when I was younger. Um, but yeah, he's he moved back to Flagstaff. He just moved back on Monday. I helped him move back, you know, all the furniture into his house. And he's a blind man moving his own couch into his house. Oh, wow. It was uh, it was wow. really cool. And, um, he goes out every day with Lily, his dog, and they, uh, they do laps around Buffalo park here, which is just crushed cinder stuff. But he, um, he doesn't have aspirations to run anymore, but he does have, um, goals in, in climbing a few of the local peaks. Again, he used to live in Flagstaff and he moved to Oregon and now he's back. And so he wants to go, uh, visit these old haunts again. And, um, it, I think it would be great to join him on those. That would be so awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Scott? You know, for me, mine's going to be, it's still a possibility. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have a, a, one of my sons was very good at cross country mm -hmm. and then decided it's not for him. And he actually <laughs> ran, oh, this was years ago. He ran a section of AR-50 with me, American River 50 with me. Mm -hmm. And he thought that was the coolest thing in the whole world. I would love to see him get to the point where he would love trail running again. And I could go out and, and run with him. Hmm. How old is he? He's 16. Hmm. So, you know, he's in that age. So you know, I was going to say that that's... a. a it can be a tough age. Well, yeah, when, yeah. When you get a set of keys to uh, a car, it uh -huh. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> why why yeah. should I run? He's been running for 16 years. It's time to drive. <laughs> yeah. So so that one's still a possibility. I think that once he gets over the, the testosterone-induced puberty part of his uh, life that maybe he'll say, because he's, he's built for running. I was not built for running, but this kid is lean, tall, long legs, and uh, I'd love to run with him. His brain's been hijacked by testosterone. <laughs> yeah, it has. <laughs> Sally. Yeah. Did you answer the question, your own question? Um, I didn't. I mean, there, there's a few people, but I think um, I, I kind of fall into just the common thread, too. I lost my mom when I was in high school, but she really loved, loved the mountains. It's actually why 
I think I, I love the mountains so much. We'd spend every summer up in the mountains and, um, her whole thing was just, it, it was peaceful. It was like her time to really, um, just being quiet and she really just connected well up there. And so I, I would love, you know, she never saw me as, as a runner. I was a soccer player. Um, so it, it would be kind of cool to be able to share the trails with her. I think it would be something that she would have naturally just loved. And I know that, um, as we did when she was around, we would have awesome conversations. So, and that's like the number one thing that I love. I love good conversation on the trails. So it would, it would be a fun, a fun long run. Awesome. So Ian, it's your turn. A grab bag question. What do you have for us? Well, we already started the conversation earlier, but ultra movies, and I just saw Western Time. Uh, <laughs> Billy Yang was here in town for the Flagstaff Sky Series races and doing some interviews of local runners. And we did down a local brewery. Did a he set up a TV, and there was probably I don't know fifty people there. We, oh wow! We watched. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Good movie. Nice work. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. That's cool because he's coming up uh, October fifteenth and uh, no sixteenth here in mm-hmm. Auburn, California, and then you guys are going to go, Sally, uh, to San Francisco Running Company. Yes. On the seventeenth and and yeah. show Western Time. Yeah. And so at the Auburn Running Company here on the at least in this Auburn, California area, will be a showing. So very cool. I like I like what he does and his messaging and and he's very trail. Hey Sally, mm-hmm. you you know Billy very well. Um, I do. For those of the listening audience that there's no way they're going to see a uh, a screening of this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to make it available either on YouTube or for purchase? Yeah, he he has really um that's been a really challenging decision for him. He's gone back and forth as to what he should do with it. Um you know, one of one of the things b- before we started the film um and it, it was also one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, you know, let's jump in and, and do it together is he, it, that's his love and his passion is, is creating films. And Billy, if you've, if you've seen any of his films, Sean O'Brien, one is a great example. Um, his 2014 year of running is another great one. And you can see these on, on YouTube, but he, he's really good at capturing the heart of a person. And, um, a, he knows how to create a story, like tell a very moving story. And, he just, that's, that's what he wants to do. And so, um, this is his first, like, you know, longer film that he put together. And I think just being friends, we were, you know, we were able to do a lot of different things with it and, you know, a ton of filming and editing and, you know, B-roll. I mean, um, I just tried to make myself available as much as I could. And he, he put this film together and, but he, he doesn't know, like, I don't know if he's going to submit it to film festivals or if he's going to, if he's going to sell it or if it's just going to be a free download. I mean, the, the key is to really showcase his talents. So, um, he has encouraged people if they want to know about the film and where they can get it to like his Facebook page, which is just Billy Yang Films, and he updates stuff on there about it, about screenings and what he's he's going to be doing with it. So, but Ian, what what was your question? You just said ultra running films. Like, do you just you just yeah. love them? That's are there your... any others? What? Yeah, no. I you know when I first started ultra running, um, there was like one, and now yeah. there are <laughs> more than one. But uh, yeah, are are we? Is there one that's your favorite or? Is there a topic 
or a film that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, really good. So I'll, I'll go ahead and answer because I'm I'm ready to answer this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the one that I'm watching, whatever it might be. I know that's my favorite at that moment because I just love that genre. and that. But if I think back to the one that had the most impact on me was easily uh, Race for the Soul. Yeah, that's a good one. With uh, Western states. And it was my first exposure to this animal 100-mile distance. And whether it's, you know... It doesn't matter what event it is. A hundred miles is a hundred miles, and I and I looked at it just in awe of these people running and and video of it and seeing them at mile twenty and forty and and some of them look just like ordinary people. And I thought maybe I could be one of those people. And it just kind of gave me hope and and uh, inspiration that it's not beyond my reach. I just need to apply myself because they can do it. And nobody, there wasn't any capes. There were a few guys with capes. Tim Tweetmeyer had a cape on in that. But, you know, Ian, were you in that movie? No. Okay. Not that one. Okay. (laughs) Because you were in, uh, you were in a book. I told Scott today, what was it? Beyond 26, Beyond the Marathon was a book. Do you remember that, Ian? Is that a book that I'm thinking about? Um, It was. uh, Yeah. Uh, Maybe the. Like Don Allison, I there's yeah, a couple. That's the one. I don't know. Yeah, th- that's the one. It was I think it was Don Allison, and, and it was a uh, um, Tim Tim Tweetmire was in there. We had uh, Ann Trayson in there. You were in there, and that was my first exposure to all these cape wearing ultra runners. And I thought, man, ordinary people do this, but they're also extraordinary, you know, wild athletes doing it. We're all out there together on this trail, and supporting one another. We all go through the same problems and and overcome the, the same adversity, and I thought, what a cool place. So I, that's what hooked me in, Race for the Soul. Did that answer that question? You did, very you well. You did, very <laughs> passionately. Oh, good. <laughs> I have that movie. It's in VHS. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, that's I, 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 is. <laughs> I think I actually have your copy in yeah. VHS. That's why I brought it up, Scott. You I would it. like my copy back. <laughs> I've had it for like two years. <laughs> You, do you even have a VHS player? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> you can you can return that with the player. <laughs> How about you, Scott? You know, um, I, I I have to go to the the obvious. We've talked about it on the podcast many times. Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that we talked about this um, last week when we we talked to Jeff Rose. It was. An amazing event. It was the the stars had aligned. It had a great field of of runners, a cast, if you will, a Scott. cast. Yeah, and probably one of the, in in my opinion, one of the greatest athletic comebacks ever. And uh, I, I I I've watched that multiple times. I have it on my iPad, a digital copy on my iPad. I think you have my disc, Scott. No, I gave that back. <laughs> I gave that one back okay. to you because I bought the I bought the digital download. Oh, good. But uh, that that one was is by far my favorite. Let's see. Well, I started trail trail running in 2010, so not not too long ago, and I was not very aware of these films. I think Chariots of Fire has always been like the most like inspirational running movie for me. Um, but yeah, Unbreakable was in- incredibly inspirational. But when I first started into ultra running, I wanted to know everything I could about it. So I was doing research like crazy and um, I would get on YouTube and and I would try, I would type in like ultra running races, trail races and all of these like crazy videos would pop up from 
like all over the world with like electronic music and like mm-hmm. these little cameras and people would be running. And so like the, the cameras would be shaking all over the place. And, um, but I, but I remember I'd, I'd watch a ton of these and they'd only be like a few minutes long, but they so inspired me and they gave me a really good introduction to what trail running races look like and the joy that people had. And I really understood trail running like my first introduction and my understanding of it was through um was through these videos and I just I felt like it was uh, <laughs> what are you showing is that unbreakable yeah the iPad <laughs> Don just put up Scott's iPad of unbreakable are you obsessed Scott no <laughs> I, I I ran western states the year after this movie was made yeah and uh, I was awestruck when I met Jeff Rose in the bathroom Aw, he's a cool guy. <laughs> Very cool. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean really to interrupt. I didn't no, mean to interrupt. I didn't interrupt. Don interrupted. I, I, I really don't. I don't have a favorite. I I love I love watching like like the most basic like little films like people's experiences. Um, I've had a few of the a few people that I've coached like send me their little videos of, of their races, and it's I think it's just the idea that they're capturing a moment that's really precious that they worked for and that they'll never forget. And it's, it's kind of fun that, uh, social media allows us to see that. You know, isn't that the coolest thing about technology these days? I mean, I have a GoPro camera and, mm-hmm. you know, people can take their phones out and they can videotape these runs that they're doing yeah. and, and share them. I think that is one of the cool things. Yeah. How about you, Ian? What was, what's your favorite video? <laughs> he's thinking uh, he's deep in thought no I, I have i have a lot of them which uh which one i don't know um what's the last one that you've watched uh probably well this. i i when i you know i haven't watched one in a while i i i put them on in the winter time when i'm running on my treadmill doing workouts on my treadmill if the weather's bad outside mm-hmm. and the last the last ones i watched was like prefontaine and mm-hmm. stuff like that but if yeah, we were talking goody. yeah they, they you know, there's a there's a couple fire on the track is my favorite um non-ultra running movie mm-hmm. um if i had to pick uh an ultra one um i actually think um tony's first uh first video um uh that was done a couple of years ago um tony kapichka's movie um i can't remember the name of it right now oh it was like it's just a lot of altitude a high altitude or something like that into the it's a lot of a lot of footage of him running in different locales all over the place that's really good um yeah and there was the, the other western states movie running madness yeah i remember that one and I'm actually in that one. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm and then there's Running on the Sun, which was a Badwater one. And I was there that year helping Eric Clifton. And he won that race. So it was kind of cool to that they were filming when Eric won the race. Yeah. Have so. you done that race, Ian? Badwater? Yeah. No. Would you? Would you do it? <laughs> no, what do you, think, crewed, of, what do you think of it? You've crewed and paced and you, you wouldn't want to do twice. it? Oh. Brutal enough, I think. Yeah, that it is. The, the crew, I mean, you got to like meet your runner every mile or two miles or whatever. And sometimes every half. And it, yeah, it really is. It's, I think it's hard. And 
yeah, I mean, you know, they have a new course now, but um, it looks even tougher <laughs> from what I've seen. By the yeah, way, the, the, yeah, the, I was out there um, last year. Josh Spector did it this past July, and yeah. it's it's um, it wasn't as hot. I, I I don't even know if it ever I maybe hit like a hundred degrees, but it wasn't like what you've experienced, like the hundred and twenty, just yeah. ridiculous. The the Tony Prakit, I can't even say his name. Tony Kropichka movie was in the high country. No, there's one before that. Mm-hmm. There is. Writing, yeah. the, writing the, no, that's his, I don't know. Sorry. No, good, just Google it. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the first three uh, hits come up as uh, In the High Country. Yeah, there's one, that's a Wolpert film. There's one before that. Ah. Like Siskel and Ebert around here. Man, Ian, you've got it, you know your movies. Yeah, well, it's an old one. Um, oh, it's, I'll, I'll look it up. You guys talk, let me look. Okay. Well, you, you guys mentioned coaching, and uh, Ian, does the coaching... indulgence? Indulgence. Yes, that's it. Yeah? Thank you. Yes! Plus five yeah. points for me. <laughs> <laughs> not that she's competitive have, or anything. I, not <laughs> how, at all. Sally, how many points do I have? Do I have any points <laughs> since you've been keeping track? <laughs> she just started the game. I one. Got you one. haven't seen that one? I what? haven't seen that one. I'll need to watch it. I haven't yeah. seen it either. I haven't yeah, seen it. Okay, we'll watch yeah. it. Scott will link it. Yeah, it's by Negative Split Pictures. Ah, it came out that. in, uh, it looks like, what, like 2007? It was a while ago. Where have we been? I know. So we mentioned some coaching. Ian, you're coaching, currently coaching, uh, open for coaching. Where, where are you at in your coaching uh, in Flagstaff, Arizona, and via online coaching? Yeah, um, t- always taking athletes if they need help. Um, and I'm working with Emily Harrison and Jacob Puzzi. Um, we're the McMillan ultra running branch. So there's three of us and nice. we work together and, um, work with peeps. What, what, how would you, uh, what type of client or athlete would, would you say that would best fit or suit your services? I think we do a great job of handling the, the newbie, the first timer and mm-hmm. the elite runner. Yeah, well, well, you guys certainly stretch that that gamut as uh, we've all started at some point, and then then you guys have also run up front, so you you can really address any of those questions. Ian, do you remember? Well, no, you probably don't. That's probably stupid, oh, <laughs> stupid boy. question. But back in 2010, when I before before I ran my first ultra, I was about to. Um, you had written articles like. I was doing all this research and stuff, and you had written an article that I um, that was awesome. And so, I think I don't know like exactly like who it was for, but I contacted you like with a question or something, and um, and you totally wrote back. It was like you totally had taken your time and explained you know your answer and everything. And we had this this um, email exchange like two or three emails, and I just remember from that point on always thinking of you just such a great coach just because of that email exchange you were so thorough and so knowledgeable and you are you are one of my favorite like anytime you have an article that comes out you are you're a phenomenal writer and you you really know your stuff um so it's it's just been cool because I don't I can't remember if it was right before I had run my first race or not but it was 
it was, um, it's been so neat as I've been on my journey and I've been able to watch you and see your business grow and the athletes that you've coached and just, you know, and your, and your success and the circle's so small and it's yeah. just funny. Now I'm doing a podcast with you. It's like such an <laughs> honor <laughs> and running into you in races and stuff has just been so cool. But, um, yeah, I, it's funny that I asked, do you remember? Cause you probably <laughs> so, so not at this remember point, that you get so Ian, many emails. <laughs> Ian say you absolutely remember. In fact, you have it flagged in your inbox. Oh, I so, probably still have it in my in my in my email. I should I should forward it to you just for laughs. Was, but was it a was it a Facebook? Was it a no? Is was, it it was an email, like a legit email? Running? Did you? Um, I think it was. I think it was McMillan running. Like, I think maybe I like had a question about an article that you had written, and somebody either forwarded the comf- the the question to you, and then you wrote back and. And you like answered like every question, and, and now it was, she ru- was really cool. And now she runs for Nike. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send I'm gonna send Ian a yeah, question. I was gonna say maybe it's, I need to. <laughs> and Sally, you've got a new website out there. I just just launched, right? SallyMcCray.com, all dressed up and and looking good. <laughs> yeah, my good. And I'm gonna give a shout out right now to our friend Scott Mirabello in Australia, um, who is has just done incredible, incredible work. He's an ultra runner himself and he's actually training for the North Face 100 in Australia, um, which looks incredible. It's in May. And um, if it wasn't so close to Western States, it's definitely a race that I would love to do. But Scott Mirabella is the one that um, created the website and it's way more than I could ever, ever even think up. And, and so I'm super grateful for it. But yeah, it's it's been fun to see to see everything come to life after some some solid months of working on it. So, are, are, are you still uh, accepting athletes? Can, I can am. somebody contact you and get some yellow <laughs> fever? <Ooh>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a training category. Get some I, yellow fever. I think that's a negative thing too. Oh, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have shots for that. You better Google it, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I I am. I'm also working on. Um, I'm working with a local PT. I'm gonna start doing some more like consistent classes and clinics for for a lot of the local runners. There's a ton of them in Southern California, but they're all based on um, just running stronger, better injury prevention. That's kind of like where my niche is. Is just um, teaching runners how to to train strong and to do the right exercises to get their body strong and all that good stuff. So there's information on, on the side about and, that. And, and you just told us that you just finished writing an article for what magazine? For, um, for Trail Runner magazine, and it is about strength training. Okay. Um, yeah, so just... So check minutes. out that. Would you know what, what uh, <laughs> issue that's coming out next, next month? No, you know, that is, I believe it's their online... Um, so you'll see that online and, and gosh, last time when I wrote for them, which was just weeks ago, they, I gave them my stuff and within days it was posted. So, um, we might see it by the end of this week or it might be out next week. Ian, what's your next, uh, writing project? Uh, I just had something come out yesterday on I Run Far about camping and, uh, I've got a, I've got a, you know, everyone camps at ultra running events and trail running events. So, yeah. and I've had a lot of clients need help with that. So I was like, well, I should just put it all together. And that's such place. a good idea. So, and, uh, but you know what? Um, I call that mile 70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you, exactly. you pitch a tent. 
That sounded bad too. <laughs> that goes back to the free balling thing. <laughs> I don't know, but you're over my head there, Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna Urban Dictionary pitch a tent. All right, okay. <laughs> We're gonna edit that out. Oh no, <laughs> we edit nothing here at TRN. Nope. If you made it this far, you're qualified to hear it. <laughs> all I right. love that. I love that idea, Ian. Do you ever or have you ever camped before, like hundred mile races? Oh yeah, I camp yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, before events and uh, for training, impromptu training camps. Right. Yeah. Like when we were up sweeping stagecoach, we had to camp out overnight because couldn't sweep the whole thing in 45, right. the, the whole 45 miles and the time we had. So we just, uh, it was me, Emily, and Chris Vargo. And um, we just, uh, so we had two cars and we split it up, but we still couldn't get it done with the travel and the other obligations we had. So we just, so you just camped. camped overnight and got it done. So That's cool. Do that all the time. There's Quick some ultra, ultra runner talent. Vargo, Emily, and yourself, Ian. I know, seriously. <laughs> well, Trail Runner Nation, I think, uh, I think we've grabbed the bottom of this bag. <laughs> <laughs> but we recycle these bags and we will fill it up again with other topics. <laughs> we recycle these bags. Wow, yeah. Don. Hey, we're green here at TRN. <laughs> Waste not, want not. I guess. <laughs> so go to uh, Ian's website. Ian, where do we find you at your website? How, how do we contact you? McMillanRunning.com is the best way, or uh, Reinventing the Run is my blog. Nice. Or Facebook. Perfect. And Sally McRae at SallyMcRae.com. Yeah. Correct? It's your new website. Go check it out. It's uh, fantastic. It's, it's uh, laid out very, very well. Trail Runner Nation, go to TrailRunnerNation.com. Go to We Are Nation at Twitter. Or just go out to the trail and look for a Coca Pelle running wild on people's legs. <laughs> and you all have found a trail brother or sister, which uh, is really a relative of yours. <laughs> That's very good. Thanks. Ian, tell, tell Emily hi for us. Yeah. We will. I will. Tell her yeah. she's invited next time. Yes. Go out and run. Moss. All right, guys. Hey, that was fun. Good that job. That was fun. Thanks. I appreciate Ian, it. Ian, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. you. Hey, for having me. Hey, Ian, I, I sent a text like three years ago to you, and, <laughs> and I, did, I wasn't in your address book. So I, thought, I didn't have texting three years ago. Oh, you didn't? Well, that's why you never answered me back. I just want to know if you remembered that. Because <laughs> here's what I said. I said, hello, Ian. Oh, I, I have a dumb. question about running. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? What was that Chris Farley th- uh, segment on Saturday Night Live, where you where oh get like gosh. Paul McCartney and go, Yeah, uh, hey, you're, hey you're, remember that one time? Remember that one time when you said, "Hey Jude, that was yeah. so cool." <laughs> that was so cool. And they're like in an elevator, I think. And he just keeps on asking. Oh no, no, they're on a talk show. Yeah, he has his and own talk show. On, he keeps on just asking him those questions. Yeah. It's like he's so nervous and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get this up soon. Uh, it's, it's coming up next, probably the end of the week or beginning um, of next week or something. Quick. Next, next it's week. next. It's next. Oh, no, it's next. It's next. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next one. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll let you know. Talk to you guys later. All right. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye